This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. For hundreds of years, anthropologists have studied the social relationships of human beings. And none have been more confounding than what they call the different strokes effect. Get it? Meet Jade Gulliver. A charmingly low-maintenance, amicable sci-fi fan and avid podcaster. And David Lim, a top model strutting, goldfish-loving, walking jukebox. So, can you handle the difference? Get ready for different strokes. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade. Normally I've got Dave with me, but this morning I've got Gillian. Morning. Uh, so, very interesting. I've never done a show with a girl before. Really? No. You're a, you're a gold star Different Stroker. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll be gentle, I promise. Yeah. So, it'll, it'll be interesting because I'm used to um, having a flamboyant gay man oh. beside me. Uh, and you don't know what you've been missing. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. So, yeah, I'm sure it'll be an interesting morning morning um we do have some great stuff coming up uh, oh, later look, I you've got a running sheet i've I, never seen one of these before jade but oh, i'm very impressed <laughs> okay cool so i get a gold star for yes. preparation You're as well. Off well. <laughs> um, yeah but we do have an interview later uh with uh adelaide band city riots uh who are got a great new song out uh as always uh i get two weeks in a row of music pick of the week really excited yeah all right so what would david be picking if he were picking uh he'd be picking some random pop song that like oh well i think we're gonna have plenty of (laughs) this morning uh like probably some british pop singer is 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 my some best somebody somebody from a reality show or or no not oh, normally, a pop. Okay. yeah, a bit more. Yeah, he's got a bit of taste. Yeah, nice. kind of. Yeah. So uh, and but instead, we get my random indie electro. I've kind of made it go as popish as I could without you know oh, it being of. in David territory. Oh, that's cute because he's not here. You're yeah. getting in that. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to waste this opportunity, Jade, because yeah. you are a social media aficionado, right? Uh, I don't want to put that out there. No. All right. Well, I'm going to have quiz that title. You. Okay. I'm I'm going to quiz you anyway because, you know, I'm not so much on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, I do, and, and I just wonder, do you get used to things happening so fast that they can't happen fast enough? I mean, you know, you're sort of scouting around. You're getting all the news first. You're saying that um, Julia Gillard falling over in India was all over the Twitterverse in no time. Yeah, and, and, and couldn't make the front page news until this morning. That's right. Yeah. It's hardly a scoop, is yeah. it? So, But do you find yourself getting frustrated when you're getting into some issue, right? And it's like the news isn't happening fast enough. Well, I, I find it interesting in, uh, like, because I use Twitter mostly for news stuff or 
or things that I'm particularly interested in. What right. I like about Twitter is that I can follow st- people who are interested in similar things and who are going to tweet stuff that you, you're basically using it like a news filtering service because right. then you're getting the stuff that you care about rather than right. everything. Um, but there is uh, ah. a good example is, uh, remember a couple of months ago when we had the earthquake Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there was. Uh, I thought it was upstairs having sex. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I remember my girlfriend and I were kind of just standing in the room looking at each other, like, what is that? Like, you know, and then we kind of looked at each other and were like, okay, well, let's go on Twitter and see what's happening. And mm. we knew it was an earthquake. And then you go to the news sites and they don't report it for, like, you know. No, but when you say go to minutes. Twitter, you just make it sound so easy, right? Twitter. Yeah. But I mean, it's different people on Twitter, isn't it? It's not yeah. like just you get on Twitter and the whole world comes to you. You've still <laughs> got to know where you're going and who you're connected to. Well, but you just start following people that you hear about and then you go, okay, well, I'll start with that group. And then from there, you know, they get recommended or you see them retweeting other people. So it's a whole lot of Chinese whispers, really. Yeah. Well, kind of, but not really. What I find, you know, it was what I was saying before, is that, you know, I get on there and you suddenly, you know, it might be Michael Jackson's dead or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and and then you're desperate for more updates and news. You know, then for a while, nothing is happening. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, come on, something else happened. I'm waiting. Yeah. Because you just get it so quickly. You know, you want to be ahead of the news. You almost want to get it before it happens. Well, yeah, I guess and I guess these days with celebrities tweeting all the time, you know, mm-hmm. maybe Michael Jackson could have tweeted, oh. I'm not feeling well, or, you know. <laughs> That's not funny, though, is it? No, but I mean, this whole funny. thing with Lance Armstrong, I don't know if you followed at all what's happening about Jimmy Savile in the UK, Mm-mm. you know. Right, he was, you know, hugely popular entertainer for years, raised money for children, you know, hugely um, influential and powerful. And it's now turned out pretty much, um, we'll say apparently, uh, that he was a pedophile and that everybody kind of knew it. And it's wide ranging. It's sort of hitting everybody. And so there's all new claims all over the place. Yeah. So that would happen. You know, that's your social media favorite subject. Really? Because there's always somebody else coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> oh, well, me. You see, I am a gossip queen. You wouldn't be interested in that, would you? No. What would you be hitting the Twitterverse for? Um, what, what new apps are out? Or, oh. you know, if there's some new song or something that someone's talking about. Something I've, positive. Yeah, I follow a lot of um, people in the US or um, overseas who are into, you know, gay or lesbian type uh, entertainment. So, you know, I'll find out about like a new online TV series. Right. You know, those kind of things. Oh, we, well, you see, it's different strokes already, isn't it? We found our differences. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in crap and bad news. And you're interested in really lovely, heartwarming things. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Ah, oh, well, well, we'll look for the darker side as we go. Yeah. Great shows, great topics, great radio. Joy 94.9. It's time for uh, our regular segment here on Different Strokes, the music pick of the week. And you are picking, Jade? Yes. Uh, my pick this week, yeah. uh, Gillian, is uh, Tokyo, Denmark, Sweden. Which, All of them. Yeah. Sounds like um, triple entry into the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Potentially could be. Right. Uh, they're actually a Sydney uh, band. Just uh, to confuse me completely. Yes. Uh, and they're, they're sort of, I would say, describe them as indie electro pop, perhaps. Right. That's yeah. right up my alley. <laughs> and uh, they've just brought out their own uh, self-titled EP, so it's a bit like four songs. Mm-hmm. So, and how did you track them down? Well, I was sort of on the blog areas, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> and Twitter and that kind of thing. And someone mentioned them, and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, this sounds interesting." Because one of the things I do try to do from 
every now and then is make sure that with my music pick of the week, I give something that, you know, the people who might only listen to like mainstream pop might like also. Right. So like I said, a challenge for myself. Can I make someone who likes Timomatic also yes. like Tokyo, Denmark, Sweden? I'm going to say yes. They've just released their first single, which is called When It Breaks. I would say they're probably a bit more electronic than what I'm used to or mm-hmm. uh, known for. Definitely more so than, you know, a couple of weeks ago. My pick was Tegan and Sarah's Closer. Right, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's normally about as electro as I get. But this well, is. Well, it's all new for you today, though, it, isn't it? Is it is new. It is new. And they're sort of. They've got a very um, do it yourself type attitude towards uh, the way they're producing music at the moment. And they're playing at the Workers Club in. Uh, it's next Friday with another uh, favourite of mine, uh, indie electric favourite of mine. His name's Argentina. Great. So, um, oh, goodness. We're going all around the world Tokyo, Denmark, Sweden, and Argentina, Argentina, and Sydney. I think maybe that might have been specifically why they asked him to be on the tour. They were like, we can get another country in there. Yeah, the music's not at all complimentary, folks, but they do (laughs) have a place name. Become a Joy member so we can give you the best shows every day. Call 1300-JOY-949. You have got your finger on the pulse. Tell me about this new iPad mini thing. Well, isn't it interesting uh, that uh, there are rumours swirling at the moment that uh, Apple is going to announce an iPad mini? Oh, it's fascinating. Well, but isn't, like, I find it, kind of interesting they've obviously they for a long time they had like the a large percentage of the market in tablets Mm -hmm. so with the ipad uh and then that sort of dropped off and they're like oh well maybe we need to reinvent ourselves like let's come up with a mini version i assume by mini they mean cheaper Mm. Uh, sort of like the nano from the ipod sort of thing yeah well but isn't that interesting uh the 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 way now that we've got all of these different devices Mm. says someone who has all of these different devices well you'd see so you'd have them all stacked don't you because you have your iphone or maybe your ipad nano down here and then your iphone and then then there'd be your ipad mini and then there'd be your ipad and then there would be your air book yeah book air macbook yeah and and then you could go to a desktop yes yeah Oh, sweet. So which one should I have to do? It's like putting on different clothes. Yeah, you could have like a big display and yes. it could be like those Russian dolls, you know. Oh, I see. Put one inside another. Yeah. Oh, I like that because <laughs> you know where to you know where to find it. Yeah. Now, my little iPhone here, uh, I just bought the other day a new case for it. Yeah. And you put the new screen thing on. I feel like I've got a new iPhone. Oh. Because it's all perception, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really? it is. It's like, oh, I've got a new case. Uh, yes, it feels like feel, a new thing. New vibe, Great, yeah. terrific. I mean, you know, as long as I don't drop it down the toilet again anytime soon. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you look at an iPhone and it breaks, doesn't it? Let's yeah. face it. Oh, well, you know. Yours uh, has been quite sturdy. Mine has actually been quite sturdy. I've dropped it several times. Mm-hmm. It's getting towards the end of its life, but... Oh, what, what, what two weeks? How long have you had it? Oh, you know, almost two years. Really? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Props to you. <laughs> Different strokes on Joy 94.9. It's all happening this morning, It James. is all happening. Woo! But we do have Ricky uh, from City Riots on the phone. Hey, guys. How are you? Great, great. Tremendous. Good. Ricky, I feel like you and I, um, we we almost chatted, I think, um, maybe uh, it was like two months ago now. Uh, you're talking about the infamous September? Yeah. And it was like the uh, studio here at Joy oh, no. had, had, what, like, what had broken down. Oh, hello. Yeah, there were like you're gremlins pre- involved. You're Blaming the uh, the equipment. Yeah, well, <laughs> fair enough. Really, I just couldn't be bothered now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we were so actually we. Um, I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty, so don't feel guilty. But we did. Um, I remember that because we came over a bit earlier to Melbourne. Yeah. To come in and meet you guys and and oh. play a little song or something, and um, and then yeah, I got a word that the, the studio malfunctioned. Oh. Or and so we were like, oh, what do we do now? 
Yeah. Stuck in Melbourne with nothing to do. It doesn't (laughs) matter how many times people are told not to pour water on the gremlins, they always do. They always do. They don't listen. Yeah. Now, gremlins. (laughs) Ricky, tell us us a bit about City Riots. Like, you're based in Adelaide. Tell us how you got started. My brother plays drums and I play guitar, so we always had instruments in the house growing up when we were young. When we were about, I don't know, a few years ago, just decided to start jamming more so and then start a band and then we pretty quickly um wrote a bunch of songs and, and then recorded them and then away we went was it quick was it you know or were you sort of playing away in your garage for 10 years no not really i mean like we were in bands in high school but pretty much just when we, as soon as we finished school my brother somehow came came around quite a good drummer he wasn't that good at school and then i don't know what happened i went away overseas for like a six months when I finished school and I came back and he could suddenly play drums really well. Wow. Like, What's going on here? Cool. All right, let's, let's start a band. <laughs> um, so we did. And then we actually went and recorded something pretty early on before we really played any shows so that we could actually have something to sell at shows when that time came. So that's what we did. And uh, and then from there, we just started playing lots of, sh- lots of shows and then pretty pretty soon tried to get out of Adelaide as quick as we could. Not that, mm, that Don't late. blame you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just get out to Melbourne and, and Sydney to try and play shows and meet other bands and, and make it happen and that's kind of been what's happening and then in the meantime we've been lucky enough to kind of play some shows overseas in the UK and the US as well and then and then uh, we've just recorded our first ever album at the start of this year in Melbourne so and looking forward to putting it out it comes out next week Other than you and your brother are you the band or are there more of you? I know there's two other guys we all actually look very similar, but we're not all brothers. <laughs> and, yeah, there's two other guys. There's a, uh, a bass player and another guitarist. And they often think that we're, like, myself and the other guys are brothers. But You're like Hanson or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've reformed, haven't they? They're here. <laughs> they have. They have. Yeah. I actually heard um, a podcast, like, not too long ago where they were talking about how they run, like, these music songwriting camps where people come and learn how to <laughs> write songs with Hanson. Really? Yeah. Learn how to write Umbop. So you make it sound as though it's terribly easy writing songs. Does it come that easy to you? Um, I enjoy writing songs. I find it really fun. I wish I had more time to to do so. Like we're just being in a in a indie band. There's just particularly lately. There's there's just been so much happening in the lead up to putting out a record. But uh, yeah, I I really enjoy jamming and writing songs. I don't find it awfully. Uh, difficult, really? I don't oh, think. I don't don't think. you hate him? I yeah. hate that. Oh. Uh, yeah, but to try and write that big, amazing mm. song, I think, um, is a is a real. And do you think you've done it? Have you found your umbop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so, but um, you never really know until you know until you put it out there and people can hear it and connect with it. So fingers crossed. As you mentioned, the album uh, Sea of Bright Lights it comes out next week, right? Absolutely, yeah, next Friday. Tell us a bit about uh, what we can expect from the album. started writing it from last November to pretty much last April, really. We'd, we, did, we had been touring so much over the past couple of years, doing just lots of support tours and lots of shows. And so that by November last year, when we knew we didn't have any more shows coming up, we consciously wanted to make, wanted to make an effort to just go and write and focus on really honing our songwriting craft and get ready to go into the studio to record an album. So we had kind of made some time with Woody Anderson to record the album at Red Door Sounds in Melbourne. So when we knew that was happening, yeah, we really just bunkered down and wrote almost 40 songs. They're very um, reverb-drenched indie pop tunes, and we're really excited about it.
You're actually going to tour around the country, though, and you're going to be here in December, right? Yeah, December 6th at the Workers' Club. The most diverse sound for the most diverse crowd. Joy 94.9. I've been watching Veep, which is a, a US TV series uh, on HBO. No word yet on when it's going to be screened here in Australia, but it is based on, well, it's similar. Armando Iannucci, uh, who did uh, The Thick of It in yes, um, brilliant. BBC. Uh, so similar type style. He's created this show um, called Veep that's set in the uh, vice president's office in mm-hmm. the US. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays uh, the vice president uh, and then there are sort of the surrounding characters. Anna Klomsky, do you remember her from yes. My Girl? Yeah. She, she's playing uh, her chief of staff. Great. Uh, and Tony Hale, who was in Arrested Development. Mm, I was, never watched that, but uh, never mind. Yeah, so he was Buster in Arrested Development. He's like her personal aide. Uh, so it's an interesting sort of, um, I would call it more black comedy satire style uh, look at um, being presidential and political. Well, I think the they Americans do do political comedy pretty well and political satire. How does it compare with in the thick of it the, the sort of British version which well, I love? Yeah, I I think I think it um, does enough to sort of uh be, make its own identity right. which is when, which is when it works because mm-hmm. and I guess maybe that's because um Amanda Anucci is involved in it rather right. than uh you know like with a lot of the well Catherine Kim is probably the perfect example right, when they yes. did that remake in America when mm-hmm. it was just terrible yeah I think if there's there's enough in a show that sort of gives it its own identity and the American office is, I mean, it's probably run on too long now, but yes. they managed to sort of build their own little thing. They and, did, although it never worked for me. Yeah. Because but it was a very different, it, w- it was a very different it, thing. A very different style show. And not to my taste uh, then. So, uh, yeah, I think if you, I think if you manage to sort of create its own identity, I find it um, really good. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is great in it. She's um, very... Not like Elaine at all. Right. So, you know, she's probably most famous for playing Elaine on Seinfeld. Uh, she does a good job of sort of playing that role of uh, someone who she's playing it off like, you know, she's desperate to be president basically and, uh, you know, but she's not quite there. And, yeah. You know, that kind of the ego and... and yeah, she, she's great at playing unlikable, isn't yeah, she? But yeah. you still you still like her, but she doesn't mind, you know, being an absolute bitch. Yes, and uh, and Tony Hale is great as sort of this um, bumbling aide who just has this bag that has all of her possible equipment she might need, you know. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of chapsticks or, you know, different types of equipment. He knows everything that she might possibly need at any moment. Well, you've sold it to me. I think I'll definitely watch yeah. it. I've got one for you. I'm not going to give you a review of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a British show. You may have seen it already seeing as you've got your fingers on all sorts of pulses yeah um bad education bad education have you seen it no uh i highly tip it it's written mostly by a 24 year old comedian who also stars in it as a bit of a sort of upper class twat teacher in a in a in a government school it's uh, has the guy who played gavin in gavin and stacy is the headmaster who's okay, crazy yeah. it's it's pretty subversive, uh, really full on, but I think hilarious. So maybe give that a go. Now you got some funky app to talk about. I do. Um, it's called Kumo Lumo. Um, is it from Japan? It's got Japanese type anime look mm-hmm. to it. Uh, basically, uh, it's it's a pretty simple app and kind of a bit cutesy and twee compared to uh, some of the gaming apps that I've played or mentioned here in the past. Particularly like last week, I was talking about um, Kingdoms, which had like you know it's sort of a strategy style game and you're you know set in medieval times. This is all like in Kumo is a cloud. Jillian. Right. Oh. 
Yes. yes. And he's a cloud and you're basically having to... It's a boy cloud. He's a boy sweet. cloud. Yes. And you ha- you're basically floating through space uh, and the world is beneath you. And it's kind of cool because you're using, you know, you can spin, you're using like the device, you know, because it's touch device, mm-hmm. being able to use the device to sort of spin through the world like, you know, and you've got that motion of spinning. Oh. Um, and as you spin through, you can go, you know, you, you can like build little forests or oh. like, and you, you have to like stop uh, these little creatures by raining on them and oh. it's just what happens to them when you rain on them uh they die oh <laughs> yeah well it's sounding all lovely and <laughs> yeah. you know bouncing through the forest but then they but they're die. the bad guys you know are they oh yeah i think they just get bounced off they come back again you right. know you know bad guys never really dead right mm, not in um die not, hard not in video game world <laughs> either Right. Uh, yeah, and you have to. So it is kind of a bit of a game of skill in that you've got each um, each level has like a, a different sort of mission. So you've got to go. Oh, in this one, you've got to build a certain amount of forests in a, a set period of time. In this one, you've got to you know stop the forest fires. Uh, in some others, you've got to collect um, you've got to collect items from the cl- you know clouds and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So it's got little missions. Uh, it's very uh, much something that is a complete little uh, thing that you could play while you're waiting for a tram. I was going to say, yeah. When, when would you play Kumo Lumo, for instance, while you're waiting for a tram? While you're waiting for a tram or a train or, you know, those kind of... But surely by then, you know, aren't you at that time tweeting or reading this or, you know, like, <laughs> is there time in your life to play... I mean, be serious. Are you going to play Kumo Lumo? I, well, this is the thing about me, Gillian. Every week I get addicted to some new app and then to move on to the next app, I, I have see. to delete it off my phone. Ah. Yeah. Oh, so you just wipe. Are you like that with friends? <laughs> Pretty much. If I, haven't, if I haven't seen you for six months, then we're not on Facebook anymore. <laughs> I'm oh, with you. Oh, but you are in a long-term relationship, you yeah. say. So some things you can you know, hold on to and you can yeah. get attached to, but other things you like to flip through. Interesting. Yeah. People Interesting particularly are normally like to hold on to just because it takes long enough to build up a relationship. You I'm know? with you. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Jade's girlfriend. <laughs> you're like a pair of old Ugg boots. <laughs> I'm sure she'd like that description. Maybe. Yeah, it takes a long time to wear you in, you know. <laughs> now I've just got that comfy groove. I don't, you know, oh, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting that fluff anymore, you know, that fluffy, you pull your legs out. Oh, I know. That's awful, isn't it? Yeah. It's just not, oh, but you fit just right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, check out Kumo Lumo if you're into sort of um, score, score chasing small, small chapter style apps. <laughs> Sounds with, like a niche market to with, me. With a cloud. Oh, with a cloud. A cloud me? that rains on creatures <laughs> and kills them. <laughs> Lovely. The fresh sounds of joy, 94.9. What do you think of the overshare on Facebook? Well, you know, we were just actually talking this morning and uh, people were sharing their biggest overshare stories. Mm. Someone around the station had mentioned that a friend of theirs on Facebook had checked in to their grandmother's funeral. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, checked they in. They checked in. Had anybody else checked oh, well, in? And then they tagged everyone else who was there. Okay. So just so everyone else, you know. Well, it's a memorable they're all occasion. And they're all mourning grandma and, you know, they're getting notifications. Oh, you've been checked into the funeral. Right. I wonder if they were on Grinder at the same time. <laughs> So he was in the other chapel. Yeah. Uh, then um, someone else had said that someone had, a, a family member had sent them a, fa- or a, a joint, a, like a mainstream big Facebook message to say, oh, I've got some bad news. Uh, I found out I had breast cancer. Whoa. 
big news being broken. Yes. I mean, we, we hear about people sort of announcing, oh, I'm pregnant on Facebook. Yes. Does it mean we're not? Well, I mean, I, I get it to some degree, I suppose, with something like um, cancer, because, you know, if you have to break that to everybody individually, yeah. and say you are the person, you know, with, with the problem, mm-hmm. and you then have to shoulder everybody's grief, or, you know, then you have to try and make them feel better. But if you just do it in one in one go, everybody knows. You haven't got to go through that whole, oh, I've got something to t- sit down, have a cup of tea, I've got something yeah. to tell you. Because you inevitably, if you're the one with the bad news, you inevitably end up having to comfort the other person. Yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of a way that they can all get together and in their Facebook group and comfort Yeah, now each other. we all know, maybe. Yeah. Um, but there, there was something a few weeks ago that I found quite troubling by somebody that, you know, is a casual friend. I don't know them that well. Mm-hmm. And they have a huge, you know, friend base to the point where you know that not everybody who's a friend of theirs is on Facebook is really a friend of theirs. Yeah. They thought, you know, they needed to share about the fact that they'd had this big argument with their best friend of many years um, who they really love but had been really inappropriate with them. And, you know, they, they went through this whole debrief, mm-hmm. even naming the friend. Mm-hmm. And it was just... That I thought was deeply and you assume that you assume that that person is also you know they may have ta- tagged that person probably or they may not have they may already have defriended them but whoever a lot of those people you know who would have received that would know the friend and a lot of stuff I just thought are between those two friends mm-hmm. or ex friends now uh, but that we all found that out and and I just I found that bit like I needed to go for a wash afterwards and. Yeah, it made me think less of the sharer, to be honest. And in fact, somebody else was much bigger than me and sort of said, overshare, I'm unsubscribing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I, I would normally in that situation, I will hide. Like, because I've got a big thing about people um, sort of oversharing. You know, I'm so in love with my boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. whatever, you know, that kind of thing. You know, they're mm. the greatest person in the world type thing. Yes. I, I, I'm I'm a hider. When you say hide, does that mean that you go in your bedroom, put your head under the pillow, or, or what does that mean? Well, you can basically on Facebook, you can go oh, hide posts from this person. Ah, so that was that. That way, you don't have the, you know, you don't have to defriend them or anything. It's nice. like you know, we you, can, you can unhide if you want or de-hide. Yeah. What do you do? You can unhide. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it's like, you know, I, I don't want to hear all of so that. So some of these people that tell you that they've had porridge and then they cleaned their teeth and then they got to take their cat to the vet, you're thinking, you know, I don't need to know all of this. Well, I don't need to know all of that, but mm. I can I can stand for that a bit more than I can stand for, oh, gushing. so-and-so is the, the greatest person in the world. Oh, blah, blah, you know? they are today, aren't they? Wait yeah. till next week. <laughs> and they cheat on you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.